This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello there, and welcome to this session today. This is just a really quick one because with the subject being productivity, I thought I would keep it really quick and really productive. Now, when we're facilitating, there are lots of things to organise, lots of things to think about. And we also take up and expend quite a lot of energy, mental energy, when we're facilitating too. So I hope you find this session really useful. These tools and techniques are on top of the sort of usual productivity day-to-day stuff. So they are specifically for facilitators. So I'll get started with a number of tips. And the first one is to have a library of resources. So every time you design or deliver a facilitation event, it's really important right from day one to keep an electronic library of everything that you do. So any slides, if you, maybe you don't use slides, maybe you do things by hand, you might do mind maps or a few notes and take those in with you. Maybe you prepare flip charts for people in advance or whatever it is. But I would say, even if they're handmade and hand-drawn, then take digital images of those and keep an electronic library of all those resources. Make sure they're tagged so that you can find things really quickly and just get really organised because although you will be designing different events for different reasons and every event is different, you know, there might be something that you can go back and use in a different context or that with some tweaking would work really, really well for a new event that you're doing. And you start to build up all these assets. Everything you create for your facilitation is an asset. So keep those assets, make them really easy to find so that you're not having to shuffle around all sorts of stuff and open all sorts of files much later to find out what you're looking for. And also, even if you haven't used them yet, if you have new ideas or when you have new ideas, put those into your resource library as well so that they are there when you need them. Tip number two on a different theme is facilitation outfits. This is about having a a go-to set of facilitation outfits that you know are comfy and appropriate for different sorts of events. And this doesn't have to be sort of, you know, the the black turtleneck and black trousers every single day um, like Steve Jobs wore, but it's about having clothes that you know you can go to, you've, you've tried them out, they feel comfortable, they look the right level of smartness. And I have I suppose different combinations of things for different types of event and different levels of smartness but make sure it's low maintenance if you travel a lot as we do when we're facilitating things that are just really light and easy you know don't need ironing when you get to the other end all of that stuff is really important and can save you time just thinking about what you're going to wear and what you're going to pack and do look after your feet um, comfy shoes are an absolute must you're going to be on your feet a lot And if your feet hurt you, then the rest, it sort of shows on your face. So make sure you wear really, really good shoes. Tip number three is to do what I'm doing right now, which is to use checklists, templates and packs. So if you create templates for your agenda planning, 
for your most used activities and checklists for the things you need to take and all the follow-up items that you need to do. Really, you know, a checklist and a, or a template for every item in your process when you're designing, delivering and following up. That will make things so much easier for you. You can download my free uh, creative facilitation checklist, which is which helps you plan for an event. And also, just before Easter, um, I've got some more resources coming out. I'm running a free video program with workbooks and all sorts of, of really good stuff. And in there, I'm going to have some templates, agendas and things that you can use. So you just overtype your start times, how long it takes and so on. And it just sort of all works through for you. So get templates for those, you know, so that you're not having to recreate the wheel, reinvent the wheel every time. It's fantastic to have a checklist that you can physically tick off as you go as well. Just make sure that you're, you know, you're doing things as you're going. The other thing I like to do is to put together kit boxes or kit bags with everything that delegates need inside. And this works really well when I'm traveling. I like those little sort of clear plastic art caddies and I make up one per every five or six people that's going to be in the room with just the right amount of post-it notes, pens, scissors, print sticks, um, a few sort of things to play with, with, with your fingers, and put those into ready-made kits so that essentially when you arrive, you just put them on the table or put them out for people to use wherever and you're ready to go. So your setup time is minimal. The other thing is that it's really easy to tidy up at the end of the day because people just put things back into the caddy. If anything's used up, well, that just, you know, gets thrown away or whatever. Make a note to replace it. And then they're all ready for you to use next time. Just get them out and they're ready to go again. So calculate, you know, how many things you need for roughly for each person for most of your workshops. Make these little kits in bags or in really light clear boxes. And people like them. The other thing I'd say is to prepare your events in batches. So if you've got a few events coming up, do the design for each event separately, but then create uh, the, you know, the requirements checklist in terms of any resources that you need, you know, any stationery or things like that, so that you can batch order things, you can get things more cheaply, but also more quickly, and that you're doing one lot of activity, one lot of organisation, instead of doing it in different batches. Okay. The other thing I would say is with your checklists and templates and packs is actually automate your process. So I love Trello. Um, I'm a big Trello fan. That's an app I use. There's a free version. You don't have to pay for it. And I plan out all my events on there in terms of everything I need to do. And I create Trello templates so that I can just duplicate things and copy things across. And Trello's not the only option. I also love Asana, Monday.com, Slack, Teams, and also using Google Docs if you can use these if you're on your own. And you can use them as well and open them up so that a team or colleagues can share and you can collaborate together. So they're really good productivity time savers. Okay, so let's move on to tip number four, which is to look after yourself. Your delegates will take their energy from you all the way through the day. So you know, if your energy is low, and then you know it's going to be hard to, to lift the room. So though you really have an impact on how other people are feeling, behaving and engaging. So looking after your energy is really important. So make sure that you get as good a night's sleep as possible, and I mean good quality sleep and a good length of sleep as well. 
stay hydrated a tip for you is when you're speaking and when you're actually facilitating and this is a tip I got from a a pro vocal coach is use uh, warm drinks um, sort of just just a bit cooler than hot not cold drinks because they help make your throat a bit better and I've been trying that with Lemsip particularly of late Think about, obviously, slow-release glucose and protein and, and good nourishment, that will, you know, energy food that will keep you going rather than sugar hits and caffeine highs throughout the day. So these techniques really do work for me. And it's so important to think about commitments that you have either side of the day. So try and keep things as clear as possible. In, in fact, preferably do nothing else the morning before or the afternoon and evening after the after an event from a work point of view sometimes we need to do that but make sure if you do plan in any work that it's really simple and straightforward and not too brain taxing it would do try and switch off because you know I, I don't know about you but when I'm in facilitating and I'm facilitating all day I give my very best all day and I'm really thinking and engaging and listening and then I, my brain really does need to settle and actually I'm more productive if I don't do anything after an event because the stuff that I do isn't that great so I might as well just rest, relax, sleep, reset and do that work again the following day. The other tip while you're facilitating in terms of this tip number four we're still on looking after yourself is to use your delegates you know it's not all on you you will have a room full of adults who are capable of helping out, contributing, and people really enjoy um, helping you do things and making sure that they do their bit. So use your delegates, ask for help where you need it, and get them involved. And the, the final piece on this tip number four is to develop a supportive network of other facilitators. And this is great, you know, if you're stuck for ideas, if you want to bounce things off anybody else, if you want a second view, a second pair of eyes on a design that you've done, or even you just want to talk about stuff or compare, you know, client reactions to something, then a network is really important. And that's what I'm aiming to build, actually, in my Idea Time for Workshop Facilitators private Facebook group. Okay, we're doing really well. We're on course four. Tip number five is to get delegates to self-facilitate. You don't have to facilitate every single discussion or oversee every activity that everybody does all day. In fact, far from it. I think we've succeeded as facilitators if we can give really clear instructions, make sure delegates are very clear on what the task is and the objective and, and the tools available to them, and then ask them to manage themselves through that task and to write up their own thoughts, write up their own outputs from that. You can be there to ask if they've got any questions or queries on what they're doing. But actually, I see so many people who, where the delegates are working away quite happily on their own and they're they're facilitators and they're they're over-facilitating. They're feeling like, well, I'm not doing anything and I feel bad about that, so I need to be involved somehow. But you don't. It's absolutely okay if the delegates are working well as a group, you know, step back, you know, keep an eye on it from a distance, dip in and out from time to time, but don't over facilitate. People are very capable of getting a simple task, working it out for themselves in small groups and writing it up and they can have really, really good conversations. So sometimes we can over facilitate, sometimes we can get in the way 
and getting delegates to facilitate themselves is a really nice way of making sure that doesn't happen. So set them challenges, get them to work independently and then get them to come back and share. Now tech is the tip number six. We are using tech to capture feedback. Capture all the outputs digitally. You can use photos, video. I use Record HD app on my iPad which then you can email an audio file. When delegates are feeding back, I would say flip chart the key things that they're saying, you know, the key words, the key points. But sometimes there's richness in what they're saying. And, and you know, particularly when you're working with customer groups or you're working in detail on a, a new product service or innovation or a customer experience item, you might want to capture all of that richness. What I do is I write up the key things that they're saying, but I'm also audio recording at the same time. I ask delegates first, I let them know this is happening so that the content of, you know, the more detailed content that can be transcribed later and input with all the resources at the end of the day. You can upload your audio file to a service like rev.com where there's either a real human being option or there's an artificial intelligence and AI option and you can get your, you know, your audio files transcribed super quickly for just a few dollars. The human version is a little more expensive but there's not that much in it, you're just really talking a few dollars to get that done. So tip number six then is to use tech to capture your feedback. And my final tip, tip number seven, is all about mental energy and thinking about when delegates get stuck or actually thinking about when you get stuck because what happens is we immerse ourselves in some work, in a challenge, in getting something done. Sometimes we get stuck, then our conscious mind is struggling to sort of get past and see what next. So all we need to do then is to go and do something else for a while and then come back to the challenge at hand because what will happen is our creative subconscious will take over. There's some great work by Kunios and Beeman that actually shows how when we're diverted from a task, the brain keeps working on it in the subconscious and the problem automatically solves itself. So when delegates are stuck, maybe sort of divert them with another task and then come back to the thing they were stuck on and you'll often find that you can move them along. Likewise, when you're looking for ideas to design a workshop and you're a bit stuck on what you should do, move on to something else and then come back to it and you'll find that you unstick yourself and that's actually supported by neuroscience. So a quick productivity hack. So there you go, seven quick tips for improving your productivity as a facilitator. I hope they're useful for you. Don't forget that there's also the free download, which is Productivity for Innovators, which covers all sorts more productivity tips more generally for just managing the day-to-day. And I hope you enjoyed that, and I'll see you again next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month, completely free. We'll see you next time.